This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, crap. I did it again. You know, you're supposed to hit record and then you hit play. <laughs> simple. So simple. And yet, five years. Had it all ready to go. I did. And I just did it again. Oops. I did it again. It happens. It does happen. Welcome to yet another episode. Maybe our best episode. You decide. We don't even know. We don't even know. Uh, the PP1 podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. You can also uh, see that we are partnered with DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook app, promo code THPN. Don't worry. I'll tell you about that later. My boy Ted's back. You've had a bit of a week, hey? You've had a bit of a, like, a two days. Hasn't even been a week. <laughs> well, I mean, I think in fairness, I think our our friend Darren, and Leah had a week with their getting into their house. So we had a bunch of false starts on moves. And then mm. I had a weird truck maintenance breakdown. So I was banging out an oil change last night while you guys were podding on the, uh, on the Thanos show. But yeah, seems like things are back on track. Just waiting for some new rotors to come in. So I can That's some cool. new brakes on and be good to go. Vehicles have rotors. Uh, we're going a bit old school. I don't have an old school overlay, unfortunately. But you're rocking. I'm rocking the OG podcast logo mm-hmm. a little leather uh leather patch you've also got our our the lifestyle brand very sharp very sharp in the hot pink hot pink it looks a little orange on screen but that's just how the the it, the vibrant maybe because it's sitting next to the vibrance some pink like overlay there maybe the maybe the vibrance is i don't know how many times i could say vibrance but I feel like that may play. You know what? Screw it. Let's change it up. Let's. There we go. Let's have a little bit of fun. A little bit of fun. Very. Uh, like what All Star jersey was that? This was original. Well, there was last year's All Star jersey. Was this color? Was the black and teal and? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they went. Well, it was kind of a play on the 90... 94, I think. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because that was around like. Lillehammer and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It was around the time that they were doing. I think it was like McDonald's cards. And they had all these jerseys come out. Yes, yes. I remember. Yeah. True. Truer things have never been said. So, as we said, people one podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. If you happen to be following along on YouTube, maybe Facebook, comment along. Have some fun. Have a chat. We can talk about hockey with you, if you'd like. And if not, that's fine. You can just watch. Heck, you can listen if this is the audio version tomorrow, which would be a Thursday, I think. So 
you know, we're going to talk some Canucks. We're going to talk about no uh, no pocket chainsaws this week. I decided that, that that ran its course. I'm sure you've seen a ton of ads for them since then, though. I haven't. Oh, well, that's good. I have. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, online algorithms have not I think, figured I think you my, out. I think my phone, my my Google that is probably following me, knows that I despise Ryobi. Mm. Um, and so it's not showing me any of the Ryobi See, pocket See, what, what you're not getting into is like they're not the only ones that make one. I don't even think that was the first one I saw. <laughs> I'm just going to speak it into existence like crap. Now I see all this stuff on my You're going to manifest destiny. Yeah, I, have. I apologize. I apologize. So, yeah, you had some truck issues. Hey, I mean, you're talking about an oil filter. When was the last time you changed oil, like, in your vehicle? Before yesterday? Uh, like a long time ago. I think like... it was high school for me. Now, that's not saying I can't do it. I don't remember much, though. Is it still? It probably was about four, maybe five or six years ago. Hmm. Long time. Okay. Not coincidentally, not the same time that I last did an oil change on the truck. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Just the last time I personally changed. Well, I'm a, I'm a, like a grown ass man now. Like if I want to, I pay. Spend I pay people eighty to do those bucks things. to get somebody to do it. I'm going to do it. The, the, the funny thing is, is that like to change the oil on the truck is actually really easy. But to change the oil on the car is like significantly more difficult because it's low to the ground. You can't get under it. You can stand in the truck. You can basically be one with the truck. You can be a transformer. Right. I don't want to jack up the truck. I'd rather, or the the car. I'd rather just go under the vehicle. And if I can't go under it, I'm just going to get somebody else to get it. I mean, you're already jacked up, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's CrossFit. CrossFit. So, you know. I haven't done that in like not since before the whole thing. Did you see uh friend of the show or I don't know, yeah friend of the show uh with sandy from owner's box do you see that tweet i did sandy sandy plessics yeah do you see he had a fit like he's like rate my fit he's like be mean what be as mean as you can can as you can and it was him wearing like socks and sandals with like i think it was track pants and something else and i said that he looked like an amish guy doing crossfit and it somebody was... like hacked his account like a while back because he was like messaging me, talking to me about like awesome, amazing opportunity on Bitcoin and oh, this, like, okay stuff. So I feel like somebody had hacked his account. Yeah, I was just like, "Yo, is that you?" And he was like, "Do you want to make money or not?" Like, yeah, that's <laughs> Put up or shut up, bro. Like, you want in? Yeah. yeah. No. Are you uh, are you some sort of prince in Africa trying to give money away? Can you imagine if that prince actually existed and we've all just been fading him for years? I saw, I saw a meme and I know we'll get into Canucks talk shortly yeah, yeah, yeah. here, but I, I saw like a meme and it was just this pile of money. And, uh, and it was like the guy's name was like, it was like a really strong African name or whatever. Yeah. And, and there was like a, a dude standing there and like, he looked like, like a prince or whatever. And it was like, man leaves all this money behind family doesn't know what to do with it and like underneath it was like poor guy's probably just been trying to give it away to somebody for years and doesn't have any takers like you remember when that was like the big scam it was and it, it became it like an a email scam right yeah yeah you'd be calling the news station i remember contacting the news when it was still not in its infancy but it was kind of a thing like hey you know and they're like yeah we get this call like every day so you're not going to come talk to me we aren't we don't care yeah and now like my buddy was like um he was like, I, yeah, I got, uh, 
I got a phone call from Amazon and they were like, they had me download this app and they were like, yeah, after you download the app, like just put your account number in there and then, and then authorize us signing on. I was like, he's like, no, I don't feel good about this. And he like hung up the phone. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm going to have to like keep an eye on you when you get older and we're the same age. So I was very Oh concerned. yeah. Just maybe don't open the door to strangers unless yeah, I won't name names, but I was sketched out for a little bit. Gotcha. I saw a post, speaking of posts, saw one the other day. I don't know why this is going around right now, like rain jackets. I think Wyatt, the stanchion, had something about a, a rain jacket, and he was promoting that. So a few people were kind of like joking about the flex, like, wow, like you must be uh, making some good money now. You can afford you know, the, the fancy rain jacket. And a few people posted like an Arcturix one, and they're like, all right, like we know who's rolling on Twitter now. Like We know who's got the cheddar. And I was thinking... So if that's like the Vancouver flex for somebody that's doing really well, like what's the Kelowna flex? Like not, not what's the, what's the. Like what brand are your white sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's not, it's not the white sunglasses and the, you know, the, the gold chain, but like for the common folk, what would be like the flex for Kelowna? And I, I, I don't really know if there is one. Maybe tank tops. Short shorts, winter jackets, but like an exporting exp- jackets, boarding That's jackets. Like boarding okay. Jackets, yeah. So if you have like a Burton snowboard yeah. jacket, you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's probably pretty fair. I remember like the boarding jackets, probably toques, like the big white toque. If you have a big white toque, cause they're like 40 bucks. Yeah. Or, or it's like the big flex would be like a boat. Oh, like, man, look at the, look at that guy's winter tires. Yeah. He's probably got like heck of Politas. Those are, those are really expensive winter tires, I think. I can't afford those. I have Nokians. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is equally expensive. That guy doesn't even have winter tires. I yeah. think he just has all seasons. Yeah. What, what a loser. Mud and snow, like that guy's nothing. Beat it, nerd. Yeah. He's got the the Firestone rain tires. Like, who has rain tires? Wouldn't yeah, that be that's nice? The, that's the flex. That's the flex. So tires that's, are the flex out here? That's uh, Tires... Yeah, sunglasses. Interesting. Like people flex with sunglasses out here. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I mean, is that really a flex for sunglasses, though? They're all made in the same place. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, it is still with, a flex, but... Winter jackets and tires. Maybe boots. Boots could be. Yeah, like Uggs. Be I think that's everywhere, Uggs. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure. I think those things are kind of uggy. Final, final awesomeness, and then it's all Canucks talk from here on in. This is the big one, and I think this is going to be. This might divide some people. I think this might divide the mass. Ketchup chips, potatoes. <sighs> no, no, ketchup chips are disgusting. First of all, yeah. Wow. Whoa, whoa. Just a second. We agreed on that. Yeah, they're disgusting. I like where this is going. I don't even like dipping my fries in ketchup. Well, I just don't like ketchup at all. No, sugar sauce. That's disgusting. Barbecue sauce made from ketchup. I'm not going to get into that. That's that's a whole other. That's a whole other argument. I feel like we've had this argument already. You're like that substitute teacher. You know, like the sub comes in and you get him talking by just yeah. like asking a billion questions, and he's just happy to talk because the kids aren't being shitheads. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. here's the thing. Let's break that's it down. Thank like you. I, well, thank you. <laughs> Backhanded compliment. Not quite sure. Krispy Kreme donut fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have a Krispy Kreme in Kelowna. Krispy Kremes. Or. Krispy Kremes. Wait. Just wait. 
That's a me thing to say. Just at a, I mean, that's usually the answer. Or girl guide cookies fundraiser. Krispy Kremes. A hundred percent. Not even maybe. No doubt. Not even a question. Really? Now, if we're talking girl guy cookies, is it the mint cookies or is it the? Listen, man, you've got twist cookies. You've it's got mint. five to ten dollars. You got five to ten dollars, and they're side by side, and you got to spend five to ten dollars. Krispy Kreme. You're all in on Krispy Kreme. I'm all in on the Krispy. It would be nice if they were more fresh, but the fact that they have to come all the way from Vancouver, they're usually cold because somebody's you know spent the time to drive to Delta and come back. Shout out Delta. Shout out. Uh, they're usually like not these nice, like shiny crispy cream donuts, but they still taste better than anything you can get out here from a donut shop. I think I'm not gonna... a bakery that makes donuts, but a donut shop. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Caveat. Like delicious or, or Lakeview market. They, they melt in your mouth. Do you remember Lakeview markets, the Bismarck? I, yeah. <laughs> Straight up murder those things. It's, and then they came uh, out with a mocha one. Over, over. A, a Kelowna still is. I can't do those. There, they, there's too much cream, and it's not its goodness. I just a little bit of cream I'm okay with, but they like, I mean, they bombard you with it. At least with the Bismarck, it's whipped cream. It's not like yeah, a. So, so yeah, still, still the Krispy Kreme, even over the mint cookies. I love the mint cookies. Hmm. Um, but I had two girls that both did, you know, girl guides and all that stuff, and brownies and sparks and i have had probably more of my fill than the average human of girl guy cookies um you're going crispy cream if we're we're going back to donuts though it's got to be the it's got to be the crispy cream and one day at some point you and i will have to drive to vernon to try out the ratio donuts brian martin just like he was like a local newscaster down there but the brian martin is it's it's a bakery made donut yeah in I think it's maple bourbon. I feel like I've had that. With peanut I've had butter the ratio. I've had the ratio donuts. I've made the trip. We the did maple it. bourbon peanut butter bacon donut. I feel like I've had because that. that one's not always available. It's only every once in a while, right? Because you don't know until the night before you have to pre-order. Yeah, I did the pre-order. We did that on like a spring break a couple of years ago. And you got the Brian Martin. I feel like I feel like we did. Okay. I could. I'll check the emails. Maybe, okay. maybe I've got her. It sounds like it was a really memorable experience for you, and it's probably really good. I mean, when you get custom donuts, what's not to like? I go to Three Fifty Bakery uh, or Bakehouse, sorry. So they're not. I wouldn't put them like ratio, like tier. Well, they're not a sponsor yet, so maybe say some nice things. I mean, I, we go there every weekend, so <laughs> I'm gonna say nice. They're amazing. We get free donuts like once every like month and a half because we're there so often and spend so much. It's worth it. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, you know, six donuts, you want the box? Absolutely, we want the box. It's perfect. Everybody gets two more than than what Spider-Man gave Peter uh, Griffin and Family Guy. Everybody gets one in that show. In this case, everybody gets two. So I would go back to the cookies. I think I would go Girl Guide cookies, though. As good as the Krispy Kreme donut is, I find it's over too quickly. The taste is great, but it's just, it's done. But they're never available, right? They're available all the time. How often are they really available? Have you been? You must have girl guides knock on your door like five times a year. Well, I mean, we have access to. Uh, we just know so many people. So do you know so many people that get you Krispy Kreme donuts? Not as many. No. Rest my case. Okay, we're at a stalemate on this one. Let's Pretty talk sure Canucks. Let's, no, t- sure let's, let's talk Canucks. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. So. 
the last time we recorded a show, mm-hmm. the Canucks absolutely dummied the Oilers. I think we had yeah. d- done a show. Took them up behind the tool shed. Absolutely, like they old yellered the heck yeah. out of Connor McDavid. They had Connor, go pick a switch, bud. Yeah, just what? <laughs> wow. Let's let's trick. It was, a, it, was a, it was an old fashioned beating. It was an old fashioned beating. He took his belt off and he went to town. It was good. It was a good beating too. And then Saturday, they mm-hmm. continued. The, Saturday was more realistic. Saturday was an actual win. It wasn't just like a slobber knocker. Yeah. Then they took a beating, but like lounded the knockout punch. Yeah. Exactly. And Casey to Smith, who I'm beginning to think Joe Bartnick maybe didn't know what he was talking about. Mm, Joe might not be the authority on Casey to Smith. Yeah, I mean he did give us some good content. Thank you, Joe. It was it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't I still don't know what Kennywood is. So I yeah, maybe I we should look into that. I might need to Google that later. But he looked stellar against a team that I mean, how many moments in that game on Saturday were you thinking Oh man, they're gonna tie it up. Oh, we're gonna go behind. We're gonna lose this game. Like it just felt like inevitable that the Canucks were going to lose that game, just because. Well, that's how we're programmed. Yeah, I think like I think if I was to compare that feeling to, and it didn't obviously have the same level of like of hatred, but it was that feeling when the Canucks were tied or the Canucks were only up by one with like five minutes to play. And you know that it's a game against the Blackhawks. Yeah. And and it's like it's they coming. Game the zone and Patty Kane's got it on the boards. Mm-hmm. He's got it on the half wall. And you just like you just feel it. Like it's coming, right? It's coming. Okay, Sharp's coming around the corner. Second, okay, he's done a second lap. Shit, Sharp's open on the corner. He's gonna shoot it. No, no, he's gonna pat no, he shot it. No, he beat him. Crap. It's over. Yeah, game. Like that's that's what it felt like it was to that extent. That mm-hmm. that my my worry was like heightened, and I think it's weird to feel worried at game two of the regular season. But I think that first win had a lot to do with that. So yeah, it was a bit of a rope-a-dope win for them. And they really pressed at the end, like when it was six on five and they just held their ground Their Every face off felt like monumental and they just kept holding the line, kept holding the line. And then they cleared out and that was ball game. Yeah. Some, some, and again, we'll get into, to, the game versus the Flyers a little bit here too, but it was, uh, we're, well, I think I'm starting to see at least in the first two games anyways, that level of like center depth, right? I mean, totally. Yeah. There's got JT is like strong to win some like important draws. PD's getting better. You got to throw in, you know, eventually we're going to have Bluger back to do that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Pius Suter is, is there. Yeah. Pius um, Suter, sorry. Um, not to mention that there's other guys that can take draws now too, right? It's, you have like Dakota Joshua who can step in and take a draw if you need him to, or I think even Stadnika might be a guy that's taken draws before. Right. Um, so there's like a little bit of a level there of, of guys that can sort of help out. I think Sam Lafferty is a guy who's got experience taking Man, he had a big game well, too, so. hey? Mr. Yeah, Bulldog I mean, himself? Jeez. I, I liked, you know, I liked watching that game, hearing all of the, the Torres comparisons right? yeah i mean it's a good feel he's not rafi he's not rafi torres right? no. i mean that guy hit like a mac truck and when he felt like playing guys just stayed away from him yeah but he's a big guy and he skates well and he's a heavy player right i mean you need guys like that and i think he really he really showed well it was it was good to watch there's a lot of nice little pieces on this canucks team but uh before we get to the flyers game so Pedersen, second star of the week not a bad little mm-hmm. nod kind of sucks brock Besser didn't get billing on yeah, that how do you not 
I don't know. You have, you have four goal game. Yeah. Well, apparently you need to. Have you know two, what Joe two, Thornton two. be doing if he had four goals in a game? Ah, <sighs> But didn't happen. Didn't happen, unfortunately. So whatever. Pedersen gets his due. Yes, it would have been nice to see Brock Besser get in there, but I mean, we're greedy. We'd like to see all of that happen. So good for Petey. It's nice to see that early on he's getting the accolades that he deserves, and rightfully so. But then there was a game against the Flyers, and I was having to watch most of that at work on my my Shaw account. It was works out having Shaw Blue Curve or whatever they call it now, Rogers Ignite or whatever the heck that is. Yeah. I don't even know. But I've got it. And it was good. And the Canucks basically were hanging around. They were trying to stay above water for 60 minutes, it felt. Were they trying to stay above water? I mean, it looked like it. I think Thatcher Demko was trying to stay above water. Thatcher Demko was swimming laps. Everybody else, he was dragging. Yeah, like I know know it was... You know, it's. It, I know it was Philly's home opener, and that probably whatever. plays something into like, it as they, well. I know they were on a big high from having a couple of big wins versus Edmonton. Whatever. There's there's people grumbling about the fact they don't have all the bodies. Like okay, um, there was the big bag. I don't want to call it a bag skate, but it was a pretty tough practice, I guess, from mm-hmm. all accounts. Just yep. just reading on on Talkit, and I think he wasn't super happy about some of the. You know some of the beatings they took during that that last Edmonton game, and so that might have played a little bit of a part in. But I think the thing that was like probably most concerning is like all the effort I think that we've come to appreciate from the squad just in the last like couple of games. Yeah, kind of just evaporated versus Philly. Um, it was kind of cool to see Sean Couturier do his thing. That was kind of oh. a neat moment. It's been away from hockey for a pretty long time, but that was such a beautiful goal. I know really, it was a penalty shot, but just he's he's a heck of a player too. Just so. flawless move too. Like that's the kind of thing for the guys that are wicked at Chell that you yeah. pull off, and you're like, please, can you stop? It's like, or the guy that's really good at Madden that onside kicks every time and gets the ball. Yeah, we and know, you know. Like we get it, we get it. Yeah. You're good at sport. Yeah. So like, cool moment there, but like, I think, like I said, that the biggest concern was that that tryhard wasn't there. Right. I mean, I, 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 I had heard or uh, like, you know, the, the talk at comment, like, who are we to think we're anybody? And I feel like that maybe spilled into that game a little bit. Like they were riding a little bit higher in the horse. Wasn't really sure what they were walking into in Philadelphia. I mean, look who you just killed for two straight games. Let's be honest. It doesn't mean shit though. No, it doesn't, but you go into that and I'm sure that leaks a little bit into it too. I think. I mean, let's be honest. You, The first game, you own the guys that, once again, are going to be a Stanley Cup predictor or, you know, a prediction, right? To win it all. I don't believe that. And then you win a hard-fought game where your goaltender, your backup goaltender, stands on his head. You gut it out. You get some contributions from a few extra guys. And then you come into a game against Philly. And, I mean, I, you can't help but think it, though. Those are two massive games. The town's talking about it. All the media's going crazy. And then it wasn't a stinker, but... Uh, it was a stinker, man. Like, what do you think that score is if... if? That's what I'm saying. It wasn't a stinker because they actually had a goaltender that kept it yeah, to like, 2 what, nothing. What do you think happens if, if 
if if Demko doesn't make 40 saves in that game. Oh, geez, that game's what, six, what seven, if, nothing. What if they played with that level, that current level of fitness? Ah, yes. Uh, that compete, that level. What if they played with that level versus Edmonton in either of those games? <sighs> they would have been dummied. Like, it would have been ugly. And, yeah. And, yeah, like, I get that it's Philly. Nobody's, you know, it's not nobody's the end of the talking world. big business about Philly, right? But, I mean, a bunch of hardworking dudes over there. Like, but, yeah, they just, they, they put the beat. doesn't look like they were prepared, like, at all. Like, at all. So what does it look like against Tampa Bay tomorrow? Well, isn't that this will date itself by the time? But you know, do they take the best of the, or do they figure out both styles of game and think, okay, this is what it looks like when we don't show up. This is what it looks like when we put all of our eggs in one basket and let's win it. Yeah. Let's put a Stanley Cup in one game. Like this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Um, there has to be some happy medium there. Right, I think is it. It's gonna. So be you're happy. saying like it's okay to do a couple drugs? Is what you're trying to well, say? It's obviously not because look what happened. You get true. to nothing whipping. Right? No drugs. This is a drug-free show. They're bad. Drug, okay. drugs, drugs are bad. Okay. Um, yeah, like they're gonna have to reset, and and maybe, you know, maybe this this beatdown was what they needed, and and it's still early and all that good stuff, and I think everybody's saying you know it's only one game, it's only two games, it's only three games, but mm-hmm. like. It's nice to know that, you know, four of six have been collected. Yeah. But I feel like you like, don't you feel like they should have got at least one point out of that? Yeah. Out, out of that goaltending. When you get, you're right. When you get a goaltender that stands on his head like that, it's, it's almost like just put into, we can lose an OT and we're cool with that. But it wasn't even yeah. that. It wasn't even that. So, yeah, a couple guys look real bad. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. Um, I feel like the whole first line had some tough games. I think I noticed Hoaglander a couple of times, but like just looking at the minutes here, he played like about nine and nine minutes around there. It's like there's going to be changes. I think there's, I don't, I don't know when Mikheyev is due back or I would assume on this road trip. I don't know when Teddy Beluga gets back in the lineup. Um, you know, Susie looked like he was pretty decent out there, and but I don't know, there's a bunch of guys that I'm just not really sure about at this point, and I think the Canucks have seen that as well. I think we just made a trade as well. That's right. We're going to um, get into that. So, yeah, I, th- this is not the team's final form, right? I mean, the, the initial wins were nice. We're, we're not we're, even we're, off we're, the tarmac yet. Yeah, the, the initial wins were nice. We're not playing with the full deck of cards yet. Whatever, cool thing that people say in that case um we, we just said two pretty good ones yeah all right let's talk about some DraftKings. the nfl season is going strong and DraftKings sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly that's underlined so they're making sure you understand that in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. And because we're still in October, that's now. Make sure that you check available lines and odds from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's just make sure we keep it safe. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. $5 
on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources deck of cards tarmac, tarmac and cards, cards yeah. yeah so I, I will be interested what what this team looks like. Interested to see what this team looks like by game ten or twelve when it's a little bit closer to like what the team might look like closer to like game thirty or forty. Right. So, yeah. That yeah. that checks out. That checks out. Um. So yeah, let's get into the trade. Jack Rathbone is no longer a Vancouver Canuck. We get not Elliot Friedman, but is it Mark Friedman? Yeah. And that's a thing. Yeah, Elliot Friedman plays for the Canucks now. He isn't that good of a hockey player, but he seems to have a lot of good insider knowledge on the other teams. We're playing. So really, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Is this like a does this move the needle though? Really? Uh, I think it gives some guys some fresh starts. I think the Canucks have you know always tried to be good about that. If a guy is for the most part, like they he have needs been. a new opportunity. I mean, they honored, you know, Mikey DiPietro in his trade. Yeah. Just because you're a minor league guy and it's not working and they're not just going to leave you there. The rot is is kind of what I'm feeling like on this. And and like I said, DiPietro is a good example of that. So it's and, a fresh start trade more than anything? Yeah. And I think, I think Rathbone is a talented guy, obviously, right? I mean... Uh, and at one point in time, they believed in him too. They gave him a, a one-way deal, a one-way contract, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it, you know, I, 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 I wish him all the success that he can get in Pittsburgh. And Can we stop trading with Pittsburgh, though? No, I don't think we're going to be able to stop trading with Pittsburgh. I think that's just going to be a thing. But um, And then Carl Plessick's the other guy. Yeah, um, that was the one I think you knew a little bit more as well. Yeah, I mean, I like Plessick. I, I think he was a neat story. They, he was a coach's kid. He's a, I think he's, he's a Czech player or a Slovak. I'm going to call him Czechy. Four Czech. Now, but, um, you know, I think coach's kid played pro hockey out there, came over now a couple of times, and I think I had hopes for him to just turn into something, some sort of a diamond in a rough, but he's going to move now to a new franchise and hopefully he gets a fresh start. And then they get their hands on a guy like Mark Friedman, who I think solves a bit of a need for them on defense. Probably going to play on that third pairing. Now. I think, I believe he's a right-handed shot. Is he getting right into the lineup? I don't know if he's going to go in right away, but who knows? I mean, he's been a pretty decent AHL player over the last couple of years. I was, um, looking at uh dave hall's uh article on connects army he's got like a bit of an offensive bent to his game he can move pucks out is he um, like a takeover for jolson then this guy online he's got like a he's got a nasty ass look on his face and he's like seems to be causing shit with people so so is does he, he replace like jolson more physical like he's I, I don't know. Juleson has had three tough games now. Even in that 8-1 win, he had some big mistakes. So Right. Um, 
I think he's gonna he's gonna slot in the lineup. We can talk about Juleson as well. Um, but then the other guy that comes back is Ty Glover. Right. Um, he's another NCAA player, big body, he's got a little bit of hands, some development that that will happen there. And he reminds me a little bit of current Canuck Dakota Joshua. So hmm. um yeah, we'll see, we'll see what they can what they can gather out of this guy. But he doesn't quite fit the regular prototype of players that Vancouver's had in their system the last little while because he's bigger. So he skates, you know, he skates decently. He's 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 a bigger guy at 6'3", and he plays a physical game. He's got some hands, a little bit undeveloped. Bowling Green University, so college free agent signing. So juice, we'll see what they can do with it. Juice will be a big fan. Yeah, exactly. Big Juice guy. Nice. Yeah, all the Bowling Green alum, right? Does it feel like there's a lot of trade talk right now? Like, I know the the big, the Hubaloo is Connor Garland, and now that... Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Shen got injured, so now it sounds like Nashville is kind of dialing back. Like, is it if it's still like a Fabro trade, then they're gonna have to throw something else into it. But I mean, this whole Connor Garland thing, like, I know the media is making a big deal about this. Let's just let's just not. How about let's just leave that alone and let the. I mean, I know that's their job to keep things going, but it feels like they've now latched onto a new guy. And it's not JT Miller anymore. It's not Brock Besser. So they just have this new, you know, toy that they need to chew on. And it's just, I don't know. It's getting, I just felt annoyed about it this week. Like, I know, I think like two years ago, we'd all be like every possible storyline we're, we're jumping at. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm getting bored of the, okay, next guy. This guy doesn't fit as far as the cap goes. He's the most obvious. So let's create a narrative so we can get him out of town. But, like, just to challenge that a bit. I'm here. Doesn't every season of every version of every Canucks team have a guy? I know. Looking to trade. Like, even we were running to the cup. What was everybody talking about? Raymond Ballard in a second. Yeah. And it was all people talked about. Did it never materialize into anything? I think think the big thing, though, for me, Ted, is that, like, maybe, uh, like I said, I think I'm just sick of it. I'm just, maybe we draw a line where, like, maybe things aren't so great. Let's just, uh, let's just roll with it for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but I that think they're going to have to. That doesn't sell subscriptions. That doesn't get clicks. That doesn't get listeners, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, like, like Kevin Weeks tweeted out, tweeted out, was it today, that it sounds like the Canucks are willing to retain salary now, something like yeah. up to 30%. Yeah. Do we, do we think that's a great idea? Like, I don't know. Like, should people should we be retaining salary? I mean, if we're going to be retaining salary, we have to. And it's thirty percent. You know, what's that number that comes back as an NHL player that's coming to this roster? Isn't that the whole be- point though? Is to get rid of the contract? Isn't that the reason? You, like, you don't want right. to get rid of Connor Garland. So you can't take something with term then, unless it's something that you see as a fit with your team moving forward. But yeah, they're going to take a salary back. Like, what's that number now? What's thirty percent? So. Is it like five point five four point nine five? So they're gonna retain thirty percent of that. They gotta clear up what two, two and a half million in cap space. Yeah. I just yeah, isn't the whole point really, to clear all of it, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. That's exactly what I that's did we really think that taking a bunch of salaries is the right way to do it. If if not, like why do we have to give a sweetener? You know, Garland's like a good player. This team is gonna need good players to to, to support lines throughout this lineup and you know how I think this whole thing goes away, Ryan? Injuries. Is if they just win some games and Garland starts putting up points. 
But I mean, did he not have two pretty decent games against Edmonton? Sure, sure. but yeah, he's got to be here for a bit while that's happening, right? I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just a grown up now, which sucks. But I just it's every single year. There's always there's always a guy that is just cannon fodder, and I just oh, I don't know. You should, if you, I bet you we could go through this exercise. Probably not right now. Maybe maybe sometime between you and me. I think we could go through every year, every roster for the past ten years, and we could talk about which players. We could probably go further year. than that, realistically. Yeah. I yeah. mean, geez, Kessler, Bieksa had their years. We've had the Naslin years. We've had Bertuzzi years, the Luongo years. We've geez, the we Sedins even. Years. We had we, we had, had the Sedin years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Like my goodness. Beret, yeah, Todd Bertuzzi years, everything. Um, speaking of all those guys, I just, I, I don't know. It's funny this this week's episode just kind of had a a theme. It seems so. Gretzky almost happened here. We all know that story. Messier did happen here. Sundin did happen here. Shh, shh, shh. Don't say. This. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> don't worry. It's not like I'm going to lose my internet connection because I said it. Sundin did happen. Is there? a late career guy that the Canucks could go after still and actually get like, is there who would be the guy right now? And I mean, geez, we talk about Pittsburgh and that sounds so stupid, but like, is there like a remote possibility? Like an Evgeny Malkin comes over (laughs) late in his career. Like I'm using him as an example, but let's be honest. Like the Canucks have hit a couple home runs, whether, they thought so or not at the time. I mean, the Matt Sundin thing was so outlandish, and yet it did happen. And he was their best like player he, in the playoffs. I feel like Sundin was like pretty unique, right? Because he was still a pretty high end player, right? But he wasn't. He w- he was pretty close to the end, though. He was. No, that was the end. Yeah, right? but he was still he was still very established, right? Because you know Toronto was still depending on him at that point. Hmm. So, like, who's um, somebody that's left still that the Canucks could go after? I, I mean, I the cap has can, changed okay, a lot so of stuff, too. We're going to have to put some things in play for this this exercise to work, right? I think who are some guys that the Canucks could go after because they're in a really good playoff position. They now realize that they're for real because they've. it looks like they're going to win 45 games this year, and... The West looks weak, and they can challenge for the cup. Right? Okay, so, so there's there's like a, a weird scenario that kind of there has falls, to be, or else, falls into or, place. or else there is no there is no player that comes this way, right? So uh, humor me. Like you could maybe go get your hands on maybe like an Alex Goligoski. He's an old guy. He's like thirty eight. That like doesn't move the needle. That doesn't move the needle for me. We could go and get like a Ryan Suter or a Joe Pavelski. Would be a good one. Okay. It's um, assuming like Dallas is way out of it. Um, I've always been like a Mark Giordano guy. I really like Mark Giordano. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the Leafs are going to be bad though, so I don't see him being moved. And the last guy on this list probably that maybe could be moved. And the relationship is there, and the team has to be good. It's probably like a Jeff Carter out of Pittsburgh. Interesting. Yeah, but there's not a lot of. I mean, who's going to want to come out here to finish their career in in, in the dumps, right? Not to say that's, that's no, no. That's that's a fair point. Yeah, 
Yeah. The, I mean, if you go down this list and think of everybody that, so Giordano currently playing for Toronto, Pavelski, the stars, uh, you got other old guys like uh, all these guys are 38, but Marc-Andre Fleury's in Minnesota, Carter, Pittsburgh, Suter, Dallas, um, Pierre-Edouard, Bellemare is in Tampa. Brent Burns would be a fun one, but he's in Carolina. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. The last guy's Bologoski. So, like, I don't think any of those guys are available, man. Like, What about, like, Jamie Benn? I mean, like a reclamation project. I know that's, I know that's a, that's a pull at your heartstrings thing. Mm. Cause it's not, you know. I'm just throwing that out there. I just, I mean, is Jamie Ben done? I, I mean, didn't he have like a pretty solid year last year? I don't remember. I don't like, think so. I think he was, I think he was really good last year. That was like his big bounce back year. Um, yeah. Rolled into the season, 78 points, 33 goals. So that's not bad. Yeah, especially after seasons of like 39, 35, 46. It was a big jump. He's already got a goal this year in two games. Um, yeah, I think they'd be hard-pressed to get their hands on a guy like Ben. What about like Nick Benino? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Only if uh, Ryan Kessler was to come back. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I just I just think that's interesting because they've had... I mean, they get Kuzmenko a year ago. They're somehow managing to keep the Quinn Hughes thing going. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to hold out. Based on opportunity, right? Sure. I'm going to hold out hope that the Elias Patterson thing does pan out, even though realistically, if things do kind of go sour, if I'm Patterson, I'd be gone. But <laughs> I don't know. It'd be interesting to see that if there was a guy, you know, that wants to kind of fade out, but still have a decent impact on a team. I think that'd be interesting. Is like, is Zach Parise still out there? Oh, maybe. You know whose name I heard again, and you're going to roll your eyes. Did you hear? Did you s- oh, Zach Parise is calling it a career. So, no. That's too bad. Uh, I saw a name of the show. He plays defense. And uh, apparently, Wiley Canuck, Friedman linking Damon Severson to the Canucks after getting benched in the third. Hmm. Interesting. But what do you got to give up to get Damon Severson? I don't know. Right? I mean, that's, oh, a, fun, and he just, that's a fun thing. And he just signed... A huge contract. An eight-year, 50 million deal. That's a lot of money. Like, how do you, how do you afford that? And stand up to it. And stand up to that move. Because, I mean... What does he bring to this defense that, I mean, obviously talent, but you bring a guy like that in, well, you clearly are going to have to move something out to fit him in. Like you can't get rid of, like you'd have to be getting rid of Tyler Myers and that's only one year. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get rid of Connor Garland. That, I just think it would get, be irresponsible to sign oh, a guy be, like. It'd be reckless. To, to sign a, how old is he? 29. 29, yeah. 29 year old defenseman to a six year deal. Hard pass. Yeah. Enough teams are doing that. Geez, the Canucks do that already. Yeah. Hard pass. Thanks, though. Interesting. Anyway, just so- something I'd been uh, I'd been yeah. chewing on. Isn't there, like, currently a right-handed defenseman on the roster that you'd want to, like, prioritize signing first? Uh, just going to just throw that out there. Maybe maybe look at securing yourself a Philip Peronic first. Uh, yeah. Who's going to cost more than that? Like, Well, he already did. He cost the first-round pick. Yeah, but I mean, we're gonna have to pay for him now too. Sure. Yeah, we've had a we've had a 
we've had enough of a sample size. I so far, I believe we like him. Seems like yeah. he fits. Yeah. Seems like he fits on this team. And then, yeah. So we've talked about Connor Garland, Casey DeSmith. We can talk about goaltending for a minute here. Casey DeSmith is a pretty nice fit on this team. Mm-hmm. Again, we are making as I had. Where's my little graphic here? Way too early overreactions. But at the same time, goaltending has been so far, I mean, game one really didn't matter a whole lot because it just didn't. Game two was important and game three was important for different reasons. Goaltending has been so far one of the strong suits that maybe hasn't been talked enough uh, yet, just mainly because everyone's talking about trades. <laughs> I can always talk about goaltending. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big reverse VH fan myself. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I do like what Casey DeSmith. It's one of those things. I mean, that game could have gone another way too. And we could easily be saying, yeah, like, well, at least he's just a backup. But want I mean. An interesting, want an interesting fact? Yes. So we were just talking about Damon Severson, a $6.8 million contract. That is actually the cap hit for both Thatcher Demko and Casey DeSmith combined. The wolf. Yeah. I know who I'd rather have. Two is better than one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but they don't get to play at the same time. You know what? Two is better than one. Yeah, it's been really nice. I think because it's been a while, I think, since we've had that, like, veteran backup that's been able to just, like carry it like a veteran like a veteran right yeah I mean, we had Yaroslav Halak in here I feel like he barely even played it was like a blip on the radar but Whoa, Casey DeSmith is a current current veteran backup goaltender right I mean I think he had a chance to become a starter for a period of time and he's really settled into that role as backup right and there's there's surprisingly not a ton of goalies in this league that are just like dialed into being just specifically the backup and I think you, a lot of times, and rightly so, teams want to spend that roster spot on like a developmental player. Right. And I think that's great. But this team has been doing that for so long now that it's time that we need some sort of consistency to help Thatcher Demko out. And not only have Demko out, but also to help the squad out too, so to know that when the backup gets in there, that it's not really going to be a humongous fall off. And we'll see, right, with the rest of the season, how it pans out. But I think as long as he stays in that role and he's not overworked, that that the Smith will be a, a, a quality person to have, both on the roster, you know, and and in the locker room as like a veteran guy. I think, I think the team's the team with young guys on it is really it's it's nice to have, you know, the dismiss of the world, the 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 Ian Coles, Susie is 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 a little bit older, right? I mean, there's finally some guys on this roster. I mean, you can probably include Please Suter and Teddy Bluger as well that are just a little bit older. Yeah. And and I think that takes a little bit off of like the 21, 22, 23 years old year olds that we've had on this roster now for like the past, you know, three, four, five seasons um, to start to just mix in some solid veterans now. And I think Cole has been a guy that I've been really stoked about. Here's the thing I was just thinking about. So goaltending, it's such a unique position, right? I mean, there's one, there's one spot. And when you get a guy locked into your number one, like a Demko or a Jacob Markstrom or any number one goaltender, you've got that guy that he's your guy, right? But you do need a backup. Do yeah. you think having a, an established backup makes you play, or I, I don't know how do I word this. As you're getting those games, you know that 
you don't have to worry about like maybe mentally like thinking about the next game, even though I know it's a game at a time, but knowing that, Hey, like I know, cause I'm sure they kind of tell them like, Hey, you're going to get start X after this game or whatever. Sometimes, you know, if it's a back to back or whatever, but knowing like, like starts, yeah. yeah, if, if everyone, and even in the media, if you know, there's a scheduled start, but you kind of know like, Hey, I can stand on my head and they're going to play like this, but I also have a guy that's going to be able to basically earn a win. And I don't have to think like, Oh, maybe mentally I'm going to have to be kind of ready to come in instead of just getting the night off completely mentally and physically and coming back. Like there's got to be something to that as well. And not looking at what, like you said, what we've had in kind of this, a little bit of a rotating, you know, bench spot for, you know, whether it's been, you know, Spencer Martin, or we've had, you know, the quick shot of Mikey DiPietro or Seelovs or whoever seems to come in just because of injuries. But now you kind of look and like, hey, like, we've got this. We've got a guy that can come in. The team can be confident. It's It goes back to that tandem thing, I guess, right? Like, you know, like a pitching rotation, as I've been trying to make happen mm-hmm. for years. I do think there's something to that as well. And I think that makes a big deal for a team. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it. I think it makes a difference. I, I think that's just it's you're 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 really like entrenched in that role of like just being a role player, right? Like you have a very specific role on this team, and it's very well defined, and you're accepting of that spot and you play it to a T. I think anytime there's no like there's there's no mincing words about what your role is and what your job is to do, and you know, I, I think like you know like. Like Bluger and Suter have no questions about what their role is on this team. Right. Ian Cole has no question about what his role is on this team. Depth right? guys, yeah. Depth guys, right? Like guys that are going to play tough minutes, starts in the defensive zone. They're going to play peaky, you know, first and second unit, right? We're not expecting, you know, Suter to go out and, and pop 20. We're not thinking that Bluger's going to go out and get himself 40 points, right? They, they have a very specific role to, to anchor specific lines. And I think that that filters down through to your goaltending, right? I mean, we know, like, we know Casey DeSmith that you're going to play 20, 20 to 30 games this year. And, and it's important for you to have scheduled starts. And you're not in there as a Corey Schneider trying to establish yourself to move into the next spot to earn and take more starts. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're working under a specific man being the number two and you know that job, right? I mean, Casey dismissed days as, as, as wanting to, to pine and push for a number one job are probably gone, yeah. but that doesn't make him an unuseful player. He's still valuable he's, in a different way. He's still valuable. He still has got his spot because he's really entrenched in that, 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 that media of games that he's supposed to be receiving. So totally, I think that not only does that like it sort of instill not so much confidence, but this level of consistency with knowing all the facts with the rest of your team, mm-hmm. but it also like, probably changes the relationship from the starting goaltender to the backup goaltender from if it was Seelovs up different and he story was playing under Demko completely different story it's not to say that Seelovs isn't a better goalie than DeSmith or that he can't become a better goalie than DeSmith but Seelovs yeah. is he's up here he's developing too he's a young pro and he's hungry and he's going to be playing for starts and he's going to be challenging Demko to try to take that stuff away from him exactly some guys don't need that Luongo wasn't a great guy for that no right Luongo didn't like having that he liked being the guy I know I'm the guy I know who the backup is and I'll handle it from here and I'm not going to get that challenge right a challenge was always good, whether he knew it or not. But some mm-hmm. guys like to have that versus some guys 
need to have that push. And I think it's important for, you know, all coaches and all rosters to understand which buttons to push. The only thing I don't think they like about DeSmith is the fact that he makes like $1.8 million. And that's probably more than you'd like a backup to make. Yeah. I think that's at least $800,000 more than they wanted him to make. But sometimes, and it kind of sucks because they're probably in the wrong cycle. Yeah. But to but to have a a backup making that, you know, in 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 the right cycle, your confidence is there because he's making enough money or he's making enough money that he's earned. You know, he's earned that that guaranteed backup role as opposed to, you know, nine hundred grand or even a million. Where you're thinking like, well, the turnover, we're, we're okay with turnover. So yeah, absolutely. I don't know. And I think don't discount the fact that don't discount the fact that he could he could play twenty five to thirty solid games for this franchise and make himself a really nice trade target. Yeah. Maybe there's a team with a really solid starting goaltender that they're not sure about. Tampa. Because he's young. Just kidding. And and they need a solid backup. Yeah. Right? Because the the rest of the guys that they have are minor league guys or guys that haven't proven themselves or, mm-hmm. or guys that have yeah, they have a good starter but they've had a wonky backup. Yeah. Like so many Canucks teams this last little bit. Yep. I think the Canucks, if they were a playoff team the last like two, three years, with Demko and Nett as the number one, would have been happy to trade for a guy like Casey DeSmith to have on the roster for a just in case insurance policy. Well said. Well said. Let's finish off strong. Okay. I want to want to bring this up at the beginning of the show. Our baseball season is over. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we did have a good run. Our, we did our, have a good run. Our yeah. fall ball ended up being not quite as great as our spring ball, but you came back from heart surgery, and you are basically our Masterson Award winner. I mean, geez, <laughs> we had. We had uh, great work in the community. Yeah, great work. Or what's what's the word? Not not Masterson. What's the other one? The perse. What's the perseverance one? I don't know. Well, you keep you you keep going. I'll look it up. Anyway, so you know we had the the Shaka Award, right? You know the we player of the game, everything. It felt like our team bonded this year. But I mean, folks, our boy Teddy comes back after you know. Somewhat of Masterton. a D. Pardon me, Masterton, Bill I, Masterson. Yeah, Masterton. I got it. Masterton, I got it right. Comes back from heart surgery. You know, no big deal. It's only like a major life event for him and his family. And folks, he figured it out. First couple games in the last week or two, like elbow was a little high, little, a little bit higher than it should be. And I came out and I whispered to him, like, your elbow. It's the elbow whisper. Elbow whisper. And what does this guy do? Him and our boy Brad, they combine for... Did you hit a dinger on Sunday? I wasn't at that game. I, I didn't. I, I I had one go to the fence, but I didn't hit one out. Yeah, so the two of them combine, and I think you had, what, three? They combined for seven dingers. This is, this is my, my brother-in-law, too, which yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah. Seven dingers in four games. And they... I mean, dead center field. Teddy's an athlete. It was so great to see him back. So, I mean, it's it's a shame our season's over. I'm going to miss this team so much because now we don't get to play baseball until the spring. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, <sighs> sports are great. Sports are oh. so much fun. Like, that was so much fun to watch. Like, when you watch a guy like Ted up at the plate, like, there's guys that can hit home runs. And there's the guy, like, we've played some teams where they just obliterate a ball 
every single at bat and you pitch accordingly you just you yeah. just hope they keep it in the park and somebody catches at the fence when they pitch to ted and our our boy brad i feel bad for the pitcher because we all know what's about to happen and we tried doing the silent treatment on these two guys and it just we couldn't help it like we were all so excited it was uh it was a good finish good finish to the season i got to pitch thank you steven Alyssa, for allowing me to be the pitcher of record because you decided fall ball wasn't for you it was a good time even though as you said it sounded like most of the teams did not enjoy my pitching which is fine i don't get to hear Uh, that i mean that's that's why right so yeah i caught i caught for ryan this this weekend so it was a lot of fun um erratic mostly for anybody that thinks it's weird it's not slow pitch it's it's regular like orthodox half windmill pitching so um, yeah, I got to pitch to Ryan. He pitches it real slow, which I think screws a lot of guys up. And a lot of people were disliking you and your pitch speed and your mustache. Mm. Um, but screw those guys. I don't think you got a single, single dinger hit off you. This I weekend. didn't. That was that was actually my claim to fame. I did not give up. I might have given up an in the park one based on terrible outfield. <laughs> it was all uh, it was all fly balls and or it was all hard grounders and cans of corn. So it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good it was time. A lot of fun. There was another mustache out there that was equally impressive, and he, he had a good mustache too. It was fun being in the lineup like three four with Brad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like three separate occasions where we hit back to back dingers, and they just yanked the pitcher from the game, which was pretty fun. I've never had that happen before. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling as a teammate, that's for sure. Because we're all just giggling like little kids. They're like, "That was fun. Do that again." And then they yeah. do it again, and you're thinking, "Well, they don't have any other pitchers, so." That's a problem. Yeah, that's good. I can't believe that's the first time we've sat like that in the lineup. We're going to have to do that again. I think we figured it out. I think we figured out we're going to go all the way next year. Yeah. So a lot of fun. No more semifinals. We're going to get it done this time. Well, yeah. it's. I'm just I'm sick of losing. Oh, and one more thing. So we've got two more things here. I said one, but I meant two. So okay. I don't know. We if, have three and a half minutes. That's fine. We got minutes. this. We got this. So first and foremost, I don't know if anybody saw this on <laughs> Twitter today. Ted has a knack for posting uh, updated Facebook photos every like six months. And usually when he does, the boys on our football show, as well as myself, we try to rib into him. So uh, we're going to have to do our own version of that, Ted. I don't know when that's going to happen. I should submit that as my, well, the, the picture in the flowered shirt is my actual work photo. Yeah. But I should submit this one, this version as my new work photo. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I was going to put Ted Brothers on that, but it just felt weird. So I thought maybe you would Photoshop my hand on my shoulder. It's tough, man. You didn't give me much to work with with that to figure that out myself. I'm sorry. Now, here's the one thing I did miss, and we've got a couple minutes, so this is why I'm going to bring it up. So there's a game on Sega Genesis. Do you remember this? Mario Lemieux Hockey? Yeah. So there's like a code you can put in to get... how small that goalie is. I know. Minuscule. You could fit him under the crossbar. So... There was a cheat code you could put in, which sometimes screwed the game up, that you can have black, or in this case, it looks charcoaly, um, ice. Do you think there's a world where the NHL entertains, like, maybe the All-Star game or something like that? Do you black think ice. black ice? Where they have white pucks? Sure. Pink, okay. white, teal. Like, yeah, seriously, do you think that's something that... Well, I mean, it's easy to do in a video game. You just change the color palette. So but. if I remember this correctly, and it was like my grandpa that it was explaining this to me, that the ice back in the day was not white. It was like it gray? Like, it looked like dirty gray. Like because, all the old NHL photos. 
Yeah, because the 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 they just put ice over concrete before. That would make sense. And and nowadays they they paint the floor white mm-hmm. before applying the ice, which is why because the the ice is not white. A lot of people no, it's all painted. Yeah. Um. So maybe like why not? I mean, people are all the purists and stuff. Like, technically, it is how they used to do it back in the day. But yeah, do something fun like do a neon or a white puck or something. Like, I that. think Make sure it has like a streak behind it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we're gonna do it, if we're gonna do this. <laughs> I'm going to need my team with me. We're going to go full corny. Exactly. I just, uh, just, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of neat. Black ice. So NHL competition committee, all-star game, whatever. Make it happen. Make it happen. Do it for us. Do it for the kids. Make it happen. Make it happen. So that's pretty much it, man. We're done. Cool. We're we're done. Uh, Another, another week in the books by this time tomorrow, the Canucks likely will have beat the Tampa Bay lightning five, one. Which sounds crazy <laughs> to say. No, we need like. But I remember a time like, when that we happened. We need like a three-two win, where the game is really even. That's what we need. Why? Don't you want to because, know that the connects? Because have... I don't want any more of this. Oh, you don't like the dipsy dives? No. Okay. I think it. Yeah, I don't want that. So you want close games all season? You want us? No, to... I just want them to be like. I want to understand a little bit more about what the true version of this team is. That's all. Okay. So five-one doesn't do that for you. We've had like this effort. We've had. This effort with a beatdown, and then we've had this effort. Okay. So I need, I need like, yeah, I need, I need, I want to know what the, what the real version is. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. That was a song reference. Yeah, I got you. You got me. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I think it was, was that not on like Karate Kid 2 or something like that? I don't even think I've seen the second Karate Kid. I think I've seen only the first, I think I've only seen the first one. God. You gotta watch it. I'm just figuring out Ted Lasso, okay? Okay, that's also very good. It is very good. I appreciate that for yeah. Let's put this up in the belief sign. So this is the People One podcast, everybody. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for thanks for sharing 59 minutes with us today, this evening, whichever you're listening, watching. We do appreciate it. Go check out our YouTube. Go check out our Twitter. Give us a follow. I got a few like swag things left. I wouldn't mind giving away to somebody that follows the show. I'm also going to give Ted's family first dibs on what I've got left before we actually put it out there. But uh, yeah, give us a follow. Thanks for following us five years now. This has been great. Also, welcome back to Trust the Process, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. They're back doing their show again, Wyatt and Bowman. They gave us a shout out, so it's only fair we do the exact same. Yeah, they did. It was very nice. They even gave our football show a shout out. Those are friends. Those are true friends. Uh, They just, yeah, we got to have them. They're always fun. We got to have some stupid, goofy show. I know why it's super busy with uh, Stan. Sometimes I'm like, man, Wyatt is a funny dude. I think he's funnier than Bowman. And then other times I'm like, well, Bowman's pretty funny right now. Maybe he's funnier than Wyatt. I'm not sure. It's neck and neck. It's always neck and neck. They're both, they're just both so great. It's uh, anytime they've been on our show, it's been a good time. So. We'll have to schedule our our seasonal uh, episode with those two. But anyway, I'm ranting and rambling again. People on podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We are also brought to you by DraftKings promo code THPN. Get on that sportsbook app. Go make some bets. Go win some money. DraftKings promo code THPN. That's it, my friends. Let's watch some Canucks. Let's watch this Eastern road swing. Go Canucks, go. Peace out.